Hello and welcome to the latest Canby Quarterly Results podcast. I'm Gerard Starkey, SVP of Marketing here at Canby, and I'm joined by Canby CEO Christian Nylon and CFO David Kenyon. Thanks again for joining me this morning for this uh, quarterly podcast. As ever, we'll start with you, Christian. In summary, it looks like it was another good quarter for Canby with um, strong financial performance, developments across the board in terms of launches and partners and, and many other things as well. Be great to hear the highlights from your perspective. Yeah, great uh, turnover growth, um, 25%, if you exclude the DraftKings uh, turnover from last year, of course. Major part of that growth is coming from existing partners entering new markets, especially highlighting previous quarter, I would say, Connecticut and New York online. I would say numbers are very much driven, of course, by the end of the football season and the Super Bowl, and even more so maybe the college basketball season and the ending of the March, March Madness, which are, uh, of course, key events for us. In Europe, of course, uh, soccer is always uh, the, the large contributor. We signed uh, two new partners in North America, uh, Maximbet and Northstar in, in uh, Ontario. And we are closing in on, on launching with both of these soon. And of course, as discussed uh, already last quarter, we extended our partnership with Kindreds for the long term and also gained the ability to repay the bond which I think places us in a great position for the future. Great. Within the report, there appears to be a large focus on product and the product quality that, that Canby offers. You've already mentioned the March Madness and Super Bowl, talked about the expansion of Bet Builder, and this has also been reflected in the awards that you recently won from the Global Gaming Awards. And also with C. Nihilas and Crycheck in a recent report, uh, highlight the fact that the top 10 apps of those three of them uh, are powered by, by Canby. So, and there's a lot of positivity out there in the market with regards to the, the product. It'd be great to get your, your kind of take on how you approach the product internally and how you focus on the product internally. Yeah, so I mean, we are very much a product-focused company in, in our DNA. And I mean, we're always striving to offer our partners and, and their end users great experience. Of course, I'm very proud to have offered a great product and with great performance, especially at high-profile events such as uh, Super Bowl and March Madness. Also, I think worth mentioning, uh, we have launched in-event combination or bet builders on both uh, ice hockey and baseball during the quarter. So very pleased with that. And of course, it's always pleasing uh, to be recognized for our hard work by peers in the industry in winning a few awards. And yeah, you mentioned the Eilish and Kurisek uh, report, and uh, I'm very pleased to, to see that they describe us as a supplier of choice in the US. So very happy with that. We will, of course, always continue to push on and improve our product as much as we can and, and try to stay ahead of the curve. Maybe more uh, interesting is what we're trying to do now with adapting our service to attract a larger part of the market our modernization study that we have been talking about the last couple of quarters. Yeah, and just expand on that modularization strategy and, and the opening up of the platform or further opening up of the platform. Can you just tell us a little bit about how that's been progressing and, and even perhaps from a, a revenue perspective when we might be able to start to see some fruit of that labor? It is very much driven from what we would have done anyways, uh, trying to modernize our technology 
And we have a few very interesting and important milestones uh, uh, coming up in the near future. First of all, we are hoping to create the interface for, for external pricing units. Uh, but first, we will use that to uh, being able to instill ABOS new words product into our service and, and also to use it for, for our internal pricing units uh, to use the same gateway. So, so far, work in progress and it's going quite well. It's really exciting, but uh, I think you have, as I mentioned already last quarter, before we see any revenues from this, uh, it will probably be in, in 2023. Okay, perfect. And of course, there's, there's been a lot of action, a lot of the developments in, in Q1 came in the North American market. We've seen some some partner signings, of, as you mentioned before, there was a launch in Ontario, launch in New York. And looking to the future, it's, it's going to be more of the same, really, more states to come, more provinces to come in terms of regulation. And we're also seeing positive movement in Latin America with, with Brazil inching ever, ever closer. How should we look at the Americas over over the coming years? And, and, and will this be the kind of the key revenue driver for Canby in terms of geographies? Yes, uh, in the near future, for sure. I think Americas is already driving a majority of, of Canby's uh, revenues. Uh, it becomes an even larger part, uh, as as you said, the region is, is just continuing to regulate more. I don't think we're even halfway through the U.S. You have major states such as California and Texas uh, to come, hopefully soon. In Canada, it's just started in, in this quarter. and. Uh, it's only one province uh, regulated so far, albeit the, the largest one. And then Latin America, I mean, we have had amazing success in, in Colombia. And now Argentina has just opened up. And of course, we're all waiting for Brazil to open up, which is a, a major market in, in the region. Great. Thank you very much. Let's move on to you, David, and, and sort of dive into some of the numbers if we can. So kind of more generally, can you provide a bit more color on the on the financial performance in Q1? Maybe specifically what was, was driving growth? You know, we've mentioned that the 25% turnover growth there. So any kind of light you can give us on that would be interesting. Sure, yeah. I mean, firstly, I think we should recognize the, the tough headwinds we faced. So as Christian mentioned, we have lost the turnover from last Q1 of, of DraftKings when they migrated towards the end of last year. That was around 40% of last year's Q1 turnover, which is, is now, of course, not seeing in this quarter's turnover. But so this was exacerbated by the New Netherlands regulation, where we still have some operators waiting to obtain a license. And again, that's turnover that was in last Q1, but not this Q1. I mean, offsetting those points, we have some really good news. We've got new customers, including BetCity and JBH in the Netherlands, racing and wagering Western Australia, and the Belgian National Lottery. In the US, we've got activity now in this Q1 in, in various new states that we didn't have last year. Arizona, Arkansas, Louisiana, Connecticut, Maryland, and most recently, New York online. And we've seen ongoing growth in some of our existing customers as well. So I'd say all in all, that's led to a 25% growth, stripping out those DraftKings figures from Q1 last year. So I think we're pretty pleased with that performance. Fantastic. Sequential basis, looking at Q4 to Q1, obviously that, that wouldn't include the DraftKings impact. How, mm -hmm. does, that, how does that look? To understand that one, I'd say it's, it's largely driven by the sporting calendar. So the big factors here are the... American football, where in Q4 it was a full quarter of activity, but in Q1 we just had playoffs and Super Bowl in the NFL and, and the last matches of the college football season. But that was offset by a full quarter here in Q1 of, of college basketball, 
including the March Madness tournament Christian mentioned. On the European football front, there are quite a lot fewer matches in Q1 than in Q4. The Champions League moved from the group stages to the knockout stages, so we saw less less activity there in the Champions League. Combination of all those factors led to a flat uh, quarter-on-quarter turnover, as we expected. Super. And Christian earlier on was talking about can be to focus on product, kind of the, the market lead in sportsbook offers. Um, but how does that look like from an investment perspective? Where are you placing your cash today and investment today in order to, to make sure that we offer a, or continue to offer a market leading product tomorrow? Yeah, I'd say it's across all areas of the business. We're making continuous investments to improve the product and make it more sellable. And to pick out a few, I'd, I'd touch on modularization, which Christian mentioned. Here we're, we're undertaking investigations and making structural work to open up the possibility of those new revenue streams. We're investing into new markets. We need to keep up to pace with regulatory development. And to do that, we need a product that can adapt to the requirements of all jurisdictions. And recently here in Q1 and early Q2, we've seen day one launches in New York and Ontario, uh, where we're really seeing the fruits of our labours from those investments. And another one I'd mention is the new customer integrations. We, we need to support our customers with their speed to market ambitions, and we have to move as fast as the market wants us to move. So we invest in a structural capability to do this. And I'd say all of these ones I've mentioned are investments that should directly drive revenues. And without them, we wouldn't really have such an exciting outlook. Excellent. Thank you very much. Back to you, Christian, for a, a final question. With movement in regulation comes opportunities to sign new partners. So just wondering if you can give us some insight into how the Canby sales pipeline is is looking today and whether you're happy with the position it's in. Yeah, it's tough to be too explicit, of course, but I mean, I already touched on Americas, and, and I mean, as I said, there is so much opportunities left there. Uh, you have uh, very big countries and, and states that, that are still uh, not regulated. I think we see a great interest in all parts of Americas, uh, both US, Canada and Latin America. I have touched on it uh, before, but I think we start seeing very interesting opportunities in Europe. Uh, mainly from, from uh, existing operators with an existing uh, revenue base in, in sports betting that are looking at uh, either change their in-house technology or, or looking at uh, changing from, from another uh, third-party supplier. On a longer-term basis, I, I definitely think Asia may be the, the, the most important place to look. I mean, it's a massive market. We see that there may be already now some potential opportunities in the Philippines who, who are about to regulate. So I think all in all, the, the pipeline is as good as it has ever been. I'm very, very pleased on, on where we are at the moment. Excellent. I think on that positive note, we'll end it there. And just leaves me to thank yourself, Christian, and, and you, David, and congratulate you on the Q1 report. And hopefully we'll see you everyone back here on July the 27th for the Q2 2022 report. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks.